Hello everyone, welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We talk about EuroLeague on a weekly basis. My name is André, I'm your host and moderator, and these are my co-hosts, Diogo Valente and Tiago Cordeiro. What's up guys, I'm Diogo, welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. Tiago, how are you doing? I'm fine, Diogo. Hi everyone, I'm Tiago, welcome to European Hoops Podcast. Thanks for having me, and let's talk about what we like the most. Let's get to it. We already have 16 rounds played so far in this edition of the EuroLeague. Basconia, Barcelona and Monaco are leading the charge in a three-team tie with 11 wins and 5 losses. Tiago, who do you think that was the most underrated sign on this offseason of the EuroLeague? In my opinion, I think that the most underrated sign that we had was Jonathan Motley. It's his rookie season in EuroLeague. He's already having a breakout season. You know, it, he fits perfectly on Fenerbahce's style. Him and Kalatis are elite playing at the pick and roll. Jonathan Motley is averaging uh, 14 points, 6 rebounds, with a PER with 17.5. And for me, it's the most underrated sign. Uh, Diogo, what are your thoughts about the most underrated signing that we had in this offseason? Uh, I think Motley is a good one, and he's having a great season with Fenerbahce. But uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Lloyd from Monaco. I think uh, Monaco this year is trying to implement a, a guard playstyle like Efesh has done these last few years. And I think Mike James with Jordan Lloyd has been a great duo. And I think Jordan Lloyd has been amazing for them. And you can feel his absence now that he's been hurt. But even when he's healthy, when he goes to the bench for a bit, I feel like their production falls off a little bit. So I think Jordan Lloyd was the most underrated side this offseason. Right, very well. Great stuff, guys. Continue with Diogo. What are your biggest surprises, both positive and negative, of this edition of the EuroLeague? So I have Bashkonia uh, surprising me a lot, uh, being the first place. Obviously, it's a tie, but they are up there. Uh, I thought I always liked the, their coaches, uh, their, the teams that he coached, their playing style. So I thought they would be a good team, but I never saw them uh, this good. I hardly had them making the playoffs. I don't even think they would make it. But to be in the first place is amazing. Their job has been unbelievable. Negative-wise, I have two teams. I could have a third one, but that would be Efish. And just because I saw them start off slow in the regular season, and then when he gets to the playoffs, they just turn it up. So I have Milano. I was never a big fan of that team, but I never thought they would be out of the playoffs. So I think it's a big disappointment. And the other team is Real Madrid. Even though they are 10 and 6 and they are tied for fourth place, I expected a lot better uh, play style for, from them with their roster. It's just unbelievable. So I I was hoping they would be like at least top four, top three, uh, and they are letting me down a bit. But yeah, these are my dis uh, disappointments so far. Thiago, who do you have? I kind of like, I have the, the same attitude in a positive way. I have Basconia. Uh, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs too. So let's see what they got. Um, they're the most fun team to watch, in my opinion. They play with a fast pace. They're kind of like in the second place, according to some analytics. And they're the third most efficient team. So they got some new guys like Darius and Mike Godstar, the guy from Estonia, uh, was helping them a lot. And in my opinion, they have one of the best scorers in the game, Marcus Howard, who was playing, was playing amazing. They're the biggest surprise uh, in this Euro League. In a negative way, uh, I didn't expect them to be didn't expect them to be that low. For me, it's the Alba Berlin because they 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 can't, they had a hot start with three zero, you know, and they went with uh, twelve losses in a row. So I know that they weren't the favorites, but I thought that with that with that run that they have with three zero, I thought they could 
try a playoff spot. But yeah, the only positive thing that I, I see in Alba Berlin uh, is my kind of like my favorite, one of my favorite players, uh, their rookie, Gabriel Procida, who, in my opinion, is going to be a star. And let's see what they got, but I don't, I don't expect them to be that good. And that's my that's my thoughts on this subject, you know. So, based on all that that you guys just said and uh, the standing state we currently have, who would you guys predict that will make it to the final four this year? Tiago, let's start with you. In my opinion, I got Efes. It's kind of like what the Diogo said. Uh, they kind of they kind of slow, but uh, when the when the regular season ends, they're on top. Uh, second, I got Olympiacos. I think they will be there. Uh, Fenerbahce. And then I have Real Madrid or Barcelona, but I'm leaning on Real Madrid. I'm curious about your final four predictions, Yogo. Okay, so this is really tough because I have five teams that are on that final four level tier. Um, I'm going to go with Efes. I'm going to go with Real Madrid, Barcelona and Monaco. I'm, I'm leaving Fenerbahce off. But it's really close. Like between them and Monaco, they could easily be their four seed. Uh, Olympiacos, I think, is one player away to be at this level. Um, maybe they can get in, but for now, these are my four picks. Okay, let's uh, let's keep tracking how your predictions evolve and how will they look like when the when we get to the final four this year. Let's jump into the player performances. On the performance index rating, this season we have on the top Sasha Vzankov, followed by Matthias Lesort and Vasily Misic. Who are your favorite guys to win the MVP this season, Dio? Okay, so to me, I have Sasha Vzankov as the favorite to win the MVP. Uh, and I don't think that's going to change. I mean, he's been absolutely amazing this season. He's had more space this year than last year on that Olympiacos team. And he's been absolutely amazing. I think Mike James or Vasil Misic could get in here to try and get it. But I think it's going to be tough to, to take it away from Sasha. Thiago, what do you think? I think the same as you do. I think Sasha Vezenkov will be the MVP. He's, he's averaging like... 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal with a 25 PER. So I think it's if Mirotic uh, would be earlier in the in the season, I think that he could he could have a chance. But I don't I don't think no. Sasha is the best off player. I, I saw that he he has like uh, 275 points with 26 dribbles. You know, he's kind of elite playing off the ball, <laughs> and he's playing yeah. in a winning team. So that's why. Is averaging like 45% in trees, so that's why he's a threat from off the ball and shooting the trees. So I think he will be the, the MVP. So you both agree, Sasha is the, the favorite for winning the MVP this season. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's end the, this podcast and this first episode speaking about the former NBA players that uh, might have some impact. One of them, if, if he decides to join EuroLeague, and another one that already joined EuroLeague. They are Tyler Dorsey and uh, Campazzo. Tyler Dorsey, we recently had the, the news that he's still looking for possible 10-day contracts within the NBA. But if he decides to join EuroLeague, where would you guys like to see him? and what impact can he has on the chances of the team and let's start with Thiago. Diogo already said that Olympiacos kind of like have a missing piece for them to, to compete in the final four so I want to see him on Olympiacos you know I think uh, he will be the difference maker on that team 
the what is missing they have they already have the MVP in my opinion but what's missing on Olympiacos this season is a guy who can put the ball in the basket you know in late in late game situations because Vezenkov can't do that because he's not a dribble trail you know so I think with Dorsey there uh, it, there will be there will be a great team and I hope it happens where do you want to see Dorsey playing Luke? Yeah, uh, I have two options here. Uh, I think Olympiakos is for sure one of them, if he could return to, to that team. Because last year with him, they, they competed in the Final Four and they were like one possession away from being in the final. So I think they're they're lacking that pure scorer. And I think Dorsey would be exactly that for them. And the other team I have is Monaco. Because I think they have, with Mike James, uh, Jordan Lloyd and Elio Kobo, they have a, a very guard-oriented style. And I think they're missing that that two, three, even though Tyler is not a three and he's undersized for that position. But I think he can give him like a uh, scoring on the wings that they lack. Um, and I think that would be huge for them. So yeah, either Monaco or Olympiak. On the Campazzo situation, the Euroleague has forbidden the Red Star to register new players because of violations of um, the financial stability and fair play regulations. About Campazzo, Diogo, what do you make of his signing? Beginning of the year, I did not have Red Star Belgrade as a playoff team. Uh, they are surprising me a little bit with their results. I think they're having a good season for what I was expecting from them. Uh, with Campazzo joining, I mean, uh, I read somewhere that he can only play in March. I think they won't allow him to play in January or February. I think Red Star has challenged that to try and uh, and, and have him uh, immediately. But I think even with him, uh, it's just tough because there are so many good teams. And uh, I think him and Vildoso would be the two best players on that team. And I just think they are very undersized to, to play both together against the top teams. So I, it's hard for me to have them in the playoffs, even with Campazzo, especially with him only playing in March. And Vilboza, I think, is hurt and is going to be out for a while also. So I don't know. I don't I don't have them as contenders. If they were fully healthy and Campazzo could play immediately, I think they could make the playoffs. But I think it's going to be tough. Thiago, what do you think? Uh, I see some potential with Facundo Campazzo there. Uh, they could run like the same as Monaco do with the three guards lineup, you know. But the only difference that Monaco has that uh, Red Star don't is the, um, their guards are athletic, you know. And Facundo Campazzo, Medovic or Vildoza aren't that athletic or that tall. I can see them making the playoffs, but I don't think they're a threat, you know, for the other teams that we, we already talked. Okay, this was our very first episode of European Hoops. See you guys next week. Hope you guys enjoyed the same as I did and stay tuned for more. Thank you guys for watching us. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed and see you all next time.